Hello and welcome to the fifth official episode of Sports Corner. I am your host for returning listeners. Thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate all of you. Today we're going to have a special guest with us, a football enthusiast, college and professional. Coming up in our football segment with the college championship coming up. It's a hot topic and we at the Sports Corner cover all things that are hot topics. Last night's hot topic in the NBA, though, LeBron getting his first career ejection against the Miami Heat. He said something to the ref. The ref didn't like it. Said, adios. And you know what? I got some good laughs out of it later because Ennis Cantor decided to continue to troll LeBron James. As the trolling continues, circling the ref in a tweet saying, the king of Cleveland, hashtag his favorite playground, hashtag strive for greatness. Dennis Cantor, you are a legend. Isaiah Thomas. Cavs are saying they, he will hopefully return before Christmas. I would love to see Isaiah Thomas get back into court. I think with him and LeBron James will be a great tandem. I would love to see what he can do with a player of that caliber on his team. Cavs continue winning streak last night despite LeBron's ejection. He's om- he almost mounted a comeback, but it was enough to keep them down, and they ended up winning the game. Looking red hot right now, winning nine straight. Now, I want to talk about a man who I feel is underappreciated the league. He kills a bench player. And he doesn't even average over 10 points a game. But he's still the most important person on this team. If you don't know who I'm talking about already, I'm talking about Lance Stevenson for the Indiana Pacers. Average of 7.8 points per game. But man, his overall contribution to that team goes so far beyond what his stats say they do. That's another thing analytics can't measure. And that's energy off the bench. When he grabs a rebound, the crowd goes insane. Everything that he does is crazy. He always making the extra pass, being unselfish, while still being flashy, getting the crowd into it. Always a fun toe watching Lance Stevenson on the floor. Can't hate the guy. You just got to love him. You got to let him rock, man. I really love Lance Stevenson. I think he's a very underrated player. Even though he doesn't score that much, his overall contributions and the way he steps up at big moments, I think make, if not a strong case, at least a solid case for him to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Not because of his overall performance, but his performance at big moments and his locker room presence and leadership. This year's draft was said to be the most stacked draft since 2003. Now, for those of you who don't know about the 2003 draft, that was the draft that featured some of the greatest players we've seen in our league today. Those players being Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. This year's draft class did not meet those expectations, especially when your top two picks are playing like second-rounders. 
and you have second rounders playing better than your top two picks. But they did. But one team found a diamond in the rough, a steal in this year's draft. And that, and that person is Donovan Mitchell. Second highest scoring rookie as of right now with 14.8 points per game. If Ben Simmons wasn't a rookie right now, he would be rookie of the year. No question about it. They call him Spider Mitchell because he moves like he's got eight legs. He can stretch, flip, move around. He's like the love child of LeBron James and James Harden. Flies up, throws down, and gets things done. And the Utah Jazz have been loving it. We'll be right back after this. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. This is the Sports Corner. See you in a bit. Hello, welcome back to Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. Let's get right into the next topic I wanted to talk about. Is Devin Booker the next Kobe? He could be. He very well could be. He has the talent. He has the scoring ability. He has the ability to make crazy shots. The only thing that is holding him back is the team he's on. Think about it. Do you think Kobe would have had the same success if he stayed in the Charlotte Hornets? No. Under no circumstances. No one's lining up to join small market teams. You don't hear big name free agents go, you know what, I really want to join the Utah Jazz. I think that would be a great team to go to. Or let me uh let me go to the uh let me go to the Phoenix Suns. They they seem like a fun team, you know. I love living in the desert. Right? Minnesota's the exception, but they drafted and traded for Jimmy Butler. So, they're different. Cleveland, that's where LeBron's from. Anywhere LeBron goes, other people go. And OKC had a great drafting job done by the GM and then traded for Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. So that's how they got big name free agents. They didn't actually get free agents. They traded and they drafted. That's how small market teams build up. They go through the draft. What he needs to do is he, the second that rookie contract's up, he needs to leave the Phoenix Suns and go to a New York team, go to our Miami team, go to the Heat, go to the Los Angeles Lakers, go to the Clippers, go to a team where you have a big platform and people will come to see you. You will never win a championship with the Phoenix Suns. Their organization is too dysfunctional. You need to go to a big-name team. I would love to see Devin Booker on the Knicks. I would love to see Devin Booker on the Heat. Why? Because people will actually watch those games. When the Phoenix Suns come on, unless they're playing another big-name team, no one's going, oh, I can't, I can't wait to watch the Phoenix Suns play. I'm really looking forward to them. No, because they're terrible. It's, he'll never amount to anything on the Phoenix Suns. He needs to go to a big market team. Considering that most championships have been won by big market teams, it's probably the best idea. And if he really wants to be the next Kobe, use the big baller way and find a way to go to the Lakers or just have them sign him with free agency. I'm sure they would love to have Devin Booker. Zach Levine looking pretty good in his practice yesterday. I saw him throwing down some windmills. Looks like he's recovering just fine from his ACL surgery. They're going to have him play in a G League game before he returns and play and has his debut for the Bulls. I think he'll be able to turn some things around for the Bulls. 20-point score would be very helpful. Justin Holiday has been doing his best to lift up the load, but 
he he's really not a primary option. He's a primary option because they have no other option. Last night's games. Cavaliers win nine straight, beating the Heat 108 to 97. Deion Waiters, another really underrated player. I really like him. I think he's been doing some big things. Uh, former Cavalier. 21 points, one rebound, seven assists on eight of 19 shooting. Kevin Love, 38 points, nine rebounds, two assists, and two steals. Suns beating the Bulls, 104 to 99. Devin Booker, 33 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block on 10 of 23 shooting. Justin Holiday, 25 points, three rebounds, five assists, two steals, three blocks on 9 of 15 shooting. Wizards versus Timberwolves, 92 to 89. Otto Porter with the game-winning shot. I did not expect this at all. I didn't think without John Wall they could win this, but somehow they found a way. Otto Porter found a way, more like it, with 22 points, 8 rebounds of, eight, of 18 shooting. Carl Anthony Towns, 20 points, 17 rebounds, 1 steal on 9-18 shooting. The Nuggets getting destroyed by the Jazz. Forgot how good the Jazz were going on defense, and I also forgot that Paul Millsap was out, which is why I picked the Nuggets yesterday. Had I remembered that, I would have went with the Jazz. Jazz with a statement victory. Donovan Mitchell with a good game. But it was Derek Favors leading the way with 24 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks on 12 of 16 shooting. Jazz defense pushing the Nuggets to shoot only 35% from the field. Gary Harris with 18 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block on 6 of 16 shooting. Bucks vs. Kings. John Santé Acumpo, 32 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals on 1 block on 11 of 16 shooting. Garrett Temple, 18 points, 2 rebounds on 5 of 8 shooting. Bucks win at 112-87. When we get back, I'm going to finish up the last score and give, and give us the top players from last night. Hey, welcome back to Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. I want to talk about the top players from last night. Kevin Love, 38 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Devin Booker, lighting it up. Three, 33 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. Otto Porter Jr. with the game winner over the Timberwolves with 22 points and 8 rebounds. That's all for the NBA we're now getting into our NFL segment, and I'd like to welcome my good friend and NFL and college football enthusiast, Luke Bennett. How you doing, man? Uh, hey, guys. What's up? First thing I want to ask you about today. Are the Giants making a good decision in benching Eli Manning? Yes, because the Giants seem to prepare when Eli Manning retires. And every year, Eli Manning gets worse and worse. And if you're a QB, you had Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, and um, another wide receiver, a really good one. You should, Brandon Marshall? Brandon Marshall, who's kind of agey, but he's all right. If you have those three wide receivers, you should find a way to win on the offensive side. And well, what, what about it, the fact that they all, all, three, all four of their top starting receivers went down? Yes, I will agree with that, that now he's kind of in trouble. But even last year, he was struggling. And so the Giants need to come up with a plan because he's getting older and he's getting worse. And they need to start Geno Smith so they can develop him or at least draft someone else. Because well, I agree with the drafting. That I agree with. But I don't know if starting Geno <laughs> Smith is the best idea. So I took, looked at some stats from this year. And um, Eli Manning has thrown 395 pass attempts and has completed 247 of them, which is 62.5% completion rate. He's thrown for 2,411 yards this year. He averages 219.2 yards per game. He's had 14 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, with a 1.8 interception rating, and a QB rating of 84.1. Now, Geno Smith in 2014, which is the year he actually played the most because he gets injured a lot, threw 
367 passes and completed 219 of them, which is 59.7% completion. Threw for 2,525 yards. Season's not even over, and Eli Manning's almost thrown more than that. Threw for uh, 180 yards per game, 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, which is a 3.5 interception rate, and had a QB rating of 77.5. Now, yes, those stats are good, but I think the Giants are not saying that Eli Manning's bad, but they're trying to try out a new QB because they know sooner or later that he's going to go and they need to adjust quickly because they can't have another season like they did this year because this year it was just a disappointment. The only reason that I can understand them benching Eli Manning would be because they're trying to tank. Eli Manning on the, on the field has a better chance of winning than Geno Smith every game. So by benching Eli Manning and putting Geno Smith on the field, you're essentially purposely losing every game. Yes, but, I mean, they just, at this point, they know their season's over. And I think they're just trying out something new because they got to act fast because Eli Manning's getting worse and worse. But, yes, they, they are. So they're losing. planning to tank. Yes. So that they can get a higher pick. Yes. All right. So that's what I get what you're saying. So that's what I think of the number one overall pick. They're going to have to compete with the Browns for that, so maybe they'll get number two. <laughs> right. Um, what do you think about Jimmy Garoppolo starting for now, the 49ers against the Bears? I love Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, when he had two games when he played with the Patriots, when Tom Brady got suspended, he was great. He won both of them. He threw over 100 yards. He didn't have any interceptions. And the only thing that derailed it was the injury. If he didn't get that injury, I think – definitely he could have been successful. And, you know, Broncos need a QB, so Jimmy Garoppolo could be a great – that would be a great place for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. Well, I, what does he think this means for C.J. Beathard? Um, You know, that – it depends how Jimmy Garoppolo does, but if I'm the 49ers, I would stick with Jimmy Garoppolo just because he had – he's been the backup for – Tom Brady, the GOAT, the legend. I mean, you can't beat that. I definitely agree with that. I don't ever think, I didn't think that the Patriots should have traded Jimmy Garoppolo in the first place. I think they should have kept him. But you know, Bill Belichick, if you disagree with him, you tend to get thrown away. That's what ends up happening. I don't know if there was a disagreement or anything, but I think that might have been a reason. When we get back, we're going to cover the NCAA football championships. This is your host, Mike O'Day, at Sports Corner, with our guest star, Luke Bennett. See you in a bit. Hello, welcome back to the Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. Let's get into this college championship. So, Luke, I'm more of an NBA guy. I do follow a lot of NFL, but I'm really an NBA guy. College, I'll be lost. So, I really want to know, who do you think is going to win the Stanford versus USC game? Definitely USC. USC, no doubt about it, just because of Sam, Sam Darnold. He's been red hot, and honestly, he's the best QB behind Baker Mayfield. And yeah, I've heard they, he's, a, he's a Heisman candidate, correct? Yes, he is. And they also have a really good running back and a really good defense. So they are a threat, And but Sanford's only got um, a good running back. I heard t this year actually um – this, 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 this class right now is actually going to be a very weak draft. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, I do. I think the only real potential in that draft is Baker Mayfield and Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. 
and maybe JT Barrett, but there's not a lot of talent, especially with the wide receivers. Not a lot of talent. So you never know. Browns might actually get a quarterback this year. Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Now, I've heard Ohio State is a very good team. So what is your thought on this? I'm going to stick with that with you, that Ohio State's a very good team, and that's why I'm going to have them winning, just because JT Barrett's being a great leader and is leading his team to success. And they also have a really good, versatile running back, JT Dobbins, and just outstanding. And Wisconsin, they just don't play as many good teams as Ohio State does. So the only reason they got here is because of a weak schedule? Kind of. I mean, they've played a couple of good teams, but... Ohio State's usually in all those primetime games, so they have a little more grit or a little more... So they've been toughened up. Iron sharpens iron, basically, right? All right. Yes. So Miami versus Clemson. I've heard about the Miami turnover chain, and I've heard they've been on a roll. Yes, the Miami turnover chain, they're doing great, but, you know, they never usually can finish a game. And they're always, they never really strike first. And Clemson, Well, weren't they undefeated for a while? Yes, but I think Clemson is the better team, and it definitely can win the ACC championship. Now, I don't think they, Clemson can go far in the college playoffs, but I think they can beat Miami. Just because, again, they have more experience than Miami because they play in more primetime games. I get what you're saying in that respect, but... I remember seeing them, the Miami being 14-1. I hear their defense is very good, and they also had a very good offense. So wouldn't that make, make up for it? Maybe they, maybe they just have the amount of talent on that in particular roster. I, they have the talent, but they can never execute. Um, well, I last, mean, they executed 14 games. Yeah, but last weekend they were trailing with Virginia, and they sco- scored two late touchdowns. They still won, but if you want to beat Clemson, you got to strike first, and you can't let the lead slip. Or you so in order for Miami that. to win this game, they need, they, need to, they need to strike fast and hard. Yes, I would at least want them to score two touchdowns in the first half. All right. And uh, Georgia versus Auburn. Um, this is going to be a very good game, a very tight game. But i got to go with Georgia just because it is fueled by a revenge game because Auburn had crushed Georgia. And so Georgia is going to want it. They're, they're just going to want that W. Well, that, that ha- I mean, I've seen that before where teams think that they're going to come back and they'll go really hard, and sometimes that gets into their head and they become too, too over-aggressive. Yes, but Georgia definitely has the talent and has Nick Chubb and a great QB, and I definitely think they could win, and their defense is outstanding. All right. That's all for the college segment. When we get back, we're going to talk about tonight's NBA matchups, Thursday night's football matchup, and we're going to tell you who we think's win. Come back and listen to us again. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. Guest star, Luke Bennett. This is Sports Corner. Peace See you out. in a bit. All right, welcome back to Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. I'm here with guest star, Luke Bennett. Let's go over these matchups. Suns versus Pistons. Kind of go with the Pistons all the way, right? No debating in this one's Pistons all the way. Yeah, Avery Badley will shut down Devin Booker. He's a good on-ball defender. Moving on, Thunder versus Magic. Thunder need to win this game. If they don't win this game, what do you think this means for the team? Um, I think it's, again... In your opinion, Billy Donovan might get fired. In my opinion, they're going to question Billy Donovan. But if you have three superstars with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and you can't beat the Magic, 
Um, there's some serious. Yeah, if they lose this there. game, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna protest Billy Donovan. Taking not, not my coach. <laughs> not my coach. Agree. Wizards versus 76ers. Uh, 76ers, got to give it to them. It's gonna be, I think this will be a really good game to watch with Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, those guys. Without John Wall, I think that the 76ers have the edge. Had they had John Wall, I would have given it to the, uh, given it to the Wizards. Um, I agree, too. I got to go with the 76ers just because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are balling out. Yep. Yeah, I give it to them. Heat first, Knicks. Knicks, if... Uh, Dennis Cantor is questionable, but he practiced uh, a little while ago. So if he's back, we have our rebounding back, which will definitely balance it out between Hassan Whiteside, which will give us an edge. And we also have a 9-4 record at home, which is the best in the NBA. Got to give it to the Knicks on this one. The Unicorn is back. Tim Hardaway Jr. is there. We got Jared Jack, Courtney Lee. I think we win this one. Agree. Hornets versus Raptors. Yeah. Uh, oh, Raptors? <laughs> you know, I'm a Hornets fan, and it's really disappointing that it's been going on for two years. They just can't close out a game, and I just got to go with the Raptors. And even though it might look like the Hornets are winning, they always give up the lead, and they lose. It's really weird. It's the same thing with the Knicks, but it's different. It's like when we have a 20-point lead, it's basically you know the game's going to be over because we're going to lose. Right, but when we're down by like twenty, somehow we find a, we're really good at making comebacks. We're really bad at holding leads. So uh, yeah, I gotta give that to the Raptors, obviously, and I think everyone listening already knows that it's the Raptors with the amount of talent they have in the team. I already talked about that, so we're just gonna move on. Same. Pacers versus Rockets. So the the beard you're gonna they're gonna fear the beard tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I, don't, I don't think Lance Stevenson can hype man his way into a victory here. Agree. I I think Rockets are a great three point. Well, they are, they're one of the best, uh, the second best uh, three-point shooting team, second in efficiency. And I just Warriors. don't see how the Pacers can hold up with them with their lack of talent on the court just yeah. because of Paul George. Especially out. when you have two guards that, uh, that pass, uh, have over 10 assists a game, and they pass the ball so unselfishly. You got to give it to them. It's going to be hard to beat them. Timberwolves versus Pelicans. Now, I don't think the Timberwolves have anyone that can cover DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. But I don't think the Pelicans have anyone that can cover Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Teague, and Jimmy Butler. And I, Car- yeah, I feel the same way because they can't cover him. But but Carl Anthony Towns, as well. But I think Demarcus Cousins could lock. I, f- I feel like they're going to get in a fight. Why do I, f- pro- I feel like Carl Anthony Towns and Demarcus Cousins are going to get into it. And uh, I got to pick the Timberwolves in this one just because the Pelicans don't really have any three-point shooters. Yeah, the best three-point shooters are their center and power forward. And they really don't have a decent point guard. So they're only Drew Holiday has been solid, but, but I don't think he's enough to make the difference. So uh, i got to give that one to the Timberwolves as well. Uh, Nets versus Mavericks. The Nets almost, well, were actually pretty good against the Rockets. So I don't think the Mavericks are that good enough of a team. Even without uh, deloading, I think they still might win this one. No, I'm going to go with Mavericks just because I like Dennis Smith Jr. And I think Harrison Barnes is playing good too. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to give it to the Nets just because they've been playing solid team basketball and they've been doing well. I think I like their new coach. I think he's been doing some good things. Uh, Spurs versus Grizzlies. Got to go with the Spurs, right? Uh, yes. I mean, yes. they just got a new coach, so they're going to be in shambles. I mean, they just don't, they don't have any chemistry exactly. with the coach. So. Yeah. And Warriors versus Lakers. Obviously, the Warriors should. Oh. Katie and Steph will be back because they're not resting right. this game. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because it's Steph Curry versus Lonzo. And after uh, LeVar saying that Lonzo is better than Steph, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the two-time MVP showing him really who's better. Right. No doubt about it. Warriors all the way. And every time they play the Lakers, going to pick the Warriors. Yep. That's all for today, folks. I'm Mike O'Day, guest star Luke Bennett. This is Sports Corner. See you next time.